Welcome, Investigator. Evil is on the rise. Crime is escalating. Our mission is to eliminate the crime by exposing evil, examine why it manifests, and highlight the brave souls that confront it every day. Join us as we work together to bring justice to every victim. Welcome to All Things Crime. Here's your host, Jared Bradley. Yeah, well, it just, um, you know, the, the lay person like me, you know, I'm I'm out here and I'm just like, oh, you know, that guy just seemed to, like he got off easy, you know, on occasion, you know, especially when you go back to what we were talking about originally with, you know, child sex traffickers and people like that. It was like, ah, oh, you know, the, people like that shouldn't ever get a plea deal. But like you said, if if you can flip them and then get to somebody that's higher up and and maybe bring down the whole cartel, then, you know, that's um, that certainly makes sense. But I don't know, maybe um, you need a better PR guy that's, <laughs> uh, that would help with, you know, making things a little more, uh, you know, acceptable to the public. You know, what I like, you know, each state is different, but, you know, in California, for instance, for these violent sex crimes, right, rape, sexual abuse, and it's that, you know, the judges have to run the sentences consecutively. He's back to back. You can't get any concurrent time. And so we saw someone like Danny Masterson, a Hollywood actor recently, was convicted of raping two women. He got 30 years because the judge, without any discretion to give him anything less, is a 15-year minimum. Two victims, you're getting 30 years in prison. So that's what I like to see for those types of crimes, crimes of violence, sex crimes, you know, you really shouldn't be getting concurrent time. Oh, absolutely. So as a, um, as a prosecutor, is there any particular case that, well, you know what, we already talked about the kingpin. But in your in your current practice, you've also um, and and the name of your you, you started a practice after you left the city and, you know, you have a bunch of lawyers working for you now. What's uh, what's some of the, the big cases you've worked there? Yeah, so right now we've handled a lot of cases, you know, involving folks who have died, um, you know, suffered catastrophic injuries. You know, we're in Hollywood, so. We end up dealing with a lot of celebrities. We've sued a lot of celebrities for, you know, for, we're representing the Lizzo plaintiffs right now. We're representing the folks who have sued Kanye West or who's now known as Yee. So we end up, just because of the nature of where we are and what we do, we end up getting a, a lot of those Hollywood type cases. But, you know, we'll, we'll see all types, you know, we'll see officer involved shootings. We'll see, you know, abuse victims. I represent women, lots of them who have been raped or sexually abused. So just a really sad stuff. Unfortunately, when you're a practicing lawyer, usually you're in the business of misery. You know, no one's calling you with good news. doesn't matter what type of lawyer you are. For us, something bad has happened. Uh, but most lawyers, someone's getting divorced or someone's been arrested. Just, just bad. So, you know, unfortunately, all we can do is try to kind of put the pieces together, make things right. But I think all of them would say, hey, you know, I give every dollar back or I don't care if even if the person is in prison. I just wish this didn't happen to me. And so a lot of what we do is try to get them justice. But, you know, things will never be, you know, the way they, the way they were before the horrific incident happened. Yeah, of course. So it, I, I read that you represented Johnny Manziel. What was that? What was that about? Yeah. So Johnny Manziel, he was married to a friend of mine. She's she's an actress. She's now on Selling Sunset. And that's one of the few defense cases I took. He uh, was sued by his landlord for some damage to his house. So uh, that was a case I handled as, as a favor to him. This is when he was kind of transitioning off from the NFL and trying to get his life back in order. I mean, he was actually also the subject of a recent documentary that kind of discussed his, you know, alcohol and substance abuse issues and kind of hitting rock bottom. But so, you know, we helped him out in that case, just resolved it. But that's probably one of the last defense cases I took. 
And it was really as a favor to his wife at the time. Yeah, I personally, I think I think his story is just one of the most tragic. And personally, I, I think he is a good example of why industry itself needs to be careful on giving too much success too fast, because I just don't think he was ready for it. You know, he was only a freshman when he won his Heisman. And I, I think it destroyed him. And just, yeah, I, I agree. You know, we talked about kind of, you know, I was too young for Harvard Law School. You're talking about the first ever you know, redshirt freshman to win the Heisman Trophy, right? So, you know, all the money he got, you know, all the fame you know, at a really young age, you know, you talk about your daughter, imagine, you know, everywhere she goes, right? You got Sports Illustrated, ESPN, and you know, you're drafted in the first round of the NFL. And you know, some of it is, you know, kind of the hangers on and the entourage and folks that aren't necessarily a good influence. But I mean, I'm a big college football fan and any football fan will tell you the average life for an NFL player is just a few years. You know, it's, it's a very hard profession to be in. Yeah. And here's someone with a lot of success. He was Mr. Texas, right? He committed to Oregon, then went to A&M. And you know, he beat Alabama, wins the Heisman Trophy. And all of a sudden, he's kind of put in this position where he's surrounded by people that really don't have his best interest in mind. And, you, you know, I, I think he'll say this. You know, I love Johnny. And I still consider him a friend and a former client. But I don't think, you know, he was ready for all that in terms of the success and the money and everything that kind of came along with it. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, I don't think most... Most kids that are 25 and younger aren't ready for any kind of real, you know, massive success. Like he, I mean, what was his first contract? Like $40 million or something. You know, you, you hand that kind of money to a, to an 18 year old. And it, I, I'll bet 99.9% .9 of them just cannot fathom it. You know, they, they think that the money is never going to end. It doesn't matter how much they spend. doesn't matter what they do. They can't do anything wrong. They can't overspend. And it's just a mentality I think that they get into and it just destroys them. And I, and it's, it's sad to see it. Yeah, it, it is. And you know, what I tell folks that, you know, you know, I, I have friends, I have you know, relatives that, you know, have success in professional sports. And I always say, listen, I'm like, maybe because I'm in my forties now, you're not going to be young forever. You're not going to be playing. We got to think about life after football. Like what's the plan, you know? And you know, you know, I think I think Johnny would have been a great coach. You know, I know it's hard for him to kind of give up his football career, but you know, whether it you know broadcasting or coaching, if you want to kind of stay in the game, let's have a plan because it's very hard. You know, the, the Tom Brady's and people that are playing into their forties, those are very few and far between. I mean, those are for the, the unicorns out there. Most folks, by the time they're they're in their mid thirties, I mean, it's time to hang it up. Oh, absolutely. I, I personally, I think Shaquille O'Neal is probably out of all the athletes that I've ever seen, he's handled it the best. But, you know, yeah, no, I mean, there's, he, he's had there's a lot of success, success yeah. stories out there. I, I was really good friends with Chad Lewis that played for the Eagles and uh, BYU guy and just absolute amazing, amazing guy. And he uh, he talked about a lot of that. You know, he said the locker rooms were were just an, an interesting place to be. And, you know, but it, it, he, he brought a maturity to the locker room that, that the coaches really appreciated. And I think, you know, those, the veterans, the, those kind of guys, you know, and, and in this, I mean, there's a reason that senior partners aren't two years out of law school. Sure. You know, it's, you guys have to bring these young guys into, uh, into the fold and kind of teach them the ways and tell them to slow down. You know, you're not going to be, you know, trying the OJ Simpson trials, you know, right out of law school. You need to, you need to learn the, the, the trade, you need to learn how to do things. And if the, and if you get too, uh, too big, too fast, man, it's a, uh, it's a long way to fall.
Oh, yeah. I mean, look, I, I've been doing this more than 20 years right now, and I, I can't even imagine, you know, handling these types of cases, you know, as a first, second, third year attorney. But, but that's what these athletes, you know, are tasked with doing. And it's really a, a recipe for failure. Again, unless they get those advisors, you know, financial, legal, you get your systems in place. Um, I think, you know, some of these professional sports organizations, these leagues are doing a lot better trying to educate them. But, you know, like I remember, you know, I went to Houston to visit a buddy of mine and you know, he's a successful lawyer and he happened to live in the same building as Vince Young. And Vince is not, I mean, just said hi to him. It's not like a friend or anything, but you know, it was a very nice building in Houston, probably one of the nicest ones. And then, and then you know, a few years later, I'm watching like ESPN 30 for 30 and it's broke and it's on Vince Young. I'm like, how did, you know, someone I saw just a few years before end up on a Netflix documentary broke? I mean, here's someone that won a national championship again, first round draft pick, NFL starting quarterback. And it's just in a matter of years, it was all gone. Yeah. Well, how did Mike Tyson blow through $300 million? Yeah. yeah. Just, um, <laughs> I, I, I can't fathom how he did it, but he did. So, no. you know, that's, uh, that's some serious spending there. So yeah, it's like, hey, a lottery. yeah, it's like those lottery winners, by the way, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. I mean, same thing, you know, they get all this yeah. money and a lot of them just end up, you know, just spending it all because they've never been used to managing it like that. So. Yeah. hundred percent. So last thing, your book, Harvard hashtag, tell me a little bit about that and uh, what inspired you to and how did you find the time to write a book? So I was uh, doing Nancy Grace's show during the pandemic. And I think we were either talking about Derek Chauvin and George Floyd or Kyle Rittenhouse. It, it was a longer case, a more controversial case. So you know, there were multiple segments. So we went to a commercial. I was just talking to Nancy. Uh, you know, I've been on her show several times. And she said, she said, you know what, Nima? And she has her, you know, her Southern accent. You know what, Nima? You know, you're representing these big companies. You were a prosecutor for years. Now you have your own firm. You've done all this. You've done so many different things. Like you should write a book. And I'm like, you know what? I will write a book. So it was during the pandemic. We were shut down. We're working from home here in California for a year and a half. So you know, I write basically like a chapter a week on all sorts of different kind of topics, things, you know, war stories, things that were interesting because I went to Harvard Law School. I kind of had this path. And now we're one of the big firms on social media, right? You know, I'm doing this true crime commentary. So we're doing TikToks, Instagram reels, some some unique things. So I just kind of talked a little bit about my transition from, you know, big law to prosecution, setting aside my, my dreams of taking the bench to, you know, kind of pursue financial security for my family, starting my own firm and doing some of the social media. So I, I got to say Nancy Grace was the inspiration for that. Oh, that's awesome. In fact, I, um, right, just, you know, preparing for that, I saw that you wrote that book. I was like, oh, I bet that is interesting. And so I jumped on Amazon and ordered it. So, oh, yeah. hopefully you liked it. Harvard hashtag. Everybody jump on Amazon and go uh, go order that book. I'm, I'm sure it's going to be, uh, I, can't, I can't wait to read it. I just yeah, finished that... a book called In My DNA. It's uh, a good friend of mine is detective for a lot of years up in Tacoma. And she wrote that that book, In My DNA. And it's it was really good. So I'll, I'll check it out. And just one thing about the book, Jared, just kind of close the loop. Every dollar, all the proceeds from that book go to foster kids. So it's not a moneymaker, donating every dollar to the kids that really need it. So thanks for your support. It's going to a good oh, cause. Awesome. Well, that's all the more reason. You know, anybody that supports the foster care program, that's um, that's a good reason to go buy that book. So, all right, Nima, any, um, any last advice for those of us that want to avoid guys like you? <laughs> no, listen to the podcast. Jared, you got a great one. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, again, I, I just want to really give credit to you for 
building something so successful, but more importantly, what you've done in your personal life. Really, if anyone's listening, you know, you want to make a difference in this world. Think about fostering, you know, volunteer with children. They desperately, desperately need it. You can change a life. So, yeah. Well, I can't can't think of a better way to end end this episode on that. So, Nima, I appreciate you coming on and fantastic. Anybody that needs a really good lawyer down in the LA area, I'll give you a call. Thanks so much, Jared. Hope to be on again soon. Oh, my pleasure. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for joining us. Your attention today brings us one step closer to exposing and eliminating the evil that brings crime to our communities. Hit subscribe and share this episode. Together, we will bring justice to every victim.